All right, you guys, welcome back to Order and Chaos. Today, I'm with my guest, Lily. She's the host of 8020 Podcast. I'm so excited to have her here. We did a little pod swap, so definitely check out her podcast. Listen to that episode, but welcome to the podcast, Lily. Thanks so much for having me. I'm pumped to be here. How's your first time in LA been? It has been so fun. Just like, I feel like I haven't done too much touristy things, but just more like work than anything just very podcast heavy but it's been like so far so good the food's really good I love that I love that a positive experience yeah so far so good yeah Yeah. the work stuff is good I mean I think it's great that you're able to come out here and do so much with the podcast and just get episodes recorded and then you'll be able to kind of stack those up and yeah well I was talking to my mom today like because I brought my mom my sister out here with me but (laughs) and they they've done touristy things they went horseback riding which I have like a full I have a full recap if you're okay we can we'll Um, get into that but but I was just saying how cool it is to be able to like go to, to a real studio studio and record and um just how like efficient it is right you know like stepping in setting down recording so I pumped out like a month's worth of content in two days it's insane amazing yeah because you're from Maryland and so is are there studios out there like what's it like within the content creator space out there it's like it's so interesting because DC kind of has its own little mm-hmm. content you know group but I would definitely say it's not nearly as content heavy. I would feel weird like taking or vlogging myself in like a coffee shop or something. I feel like it's just not really widely accepted, I guess. Yeah. I mean, people don't really care. You know, I'm probably overthinking everything, but I would just say it's kind of, it's almost non-existent. Okay. So it's probably also harder to find even studio spaces or just places to go if you wanted to record and do all that. So I actually looked in... So I live in Annapolis, and mm-hmm. so it's like D.C. and Baltimore are the closest ones, and I don't know of a single studio space that really? I could run. I have no clue. Maybe yeah. that's your nice business, creating one. <laughs> no, literally, yeah. I want to talk a little bit about your journey into where you are now. You started your YouTube channel in high school, I, I believe, right? Yeah. Your senior year of high school, and then eventually started the podcast, and you've been you know, on social media and stuff. What was that process, and how did you kind of get into that space? Okay, so I had always wanted to do YouTube. Do you remember watching like Bethany Moda on YouTube? Okay, it's funny because I didn't watch her, but someone, someone like said that I look like her on like a TikTok or something, and so then I kind of went through like a little. Okay, I could see it. <laughs> I don't Maybe see it, but I but I went through like a little rabbit hole on her after that. <laughs> so she was like one of the first, like OG YouTuber girls, and um, I remember watching her stuff, and then there was another girl. I forget her name, but they were all in this little like YouTuber, like lifestyle vlogger or not like vlogging wasn't even really a thing. It was more like sit down for the camera, talk about like this month's favorites. And so I grew up watching that stuff and I'd always thought the YouTube was super cool. And so in high school, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do what I've always wanted to do and I'm going to start a YouTube channel. And of course it was super weird and my videos were just so lame and I literally started on my phone and it was just like, I just vlogged like my life as a high schooler which is like me going to some practice and like doing my AP US history homework. Yeah, I love that. Do you still have those videos up? No, they're private now, <laughs> but I could probably like dig back in the file and find them. Yeah. But I mean, I had like hundreds of videos on my channel and I've, I've privated most of them just because they're like so cringy. And I mean, it's like me. It's like, always cringy in the beginning. Oh, like when you first start anything, it's absolutely feel it's so cr- Or even like old podcast episodes. Yeah. Oh my God. Like I look, <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I look back and I'm like, oh, like that's. <laughs> weird but yeah so started on YouTube and then vlogged all through college and started my podcast in 2020 kind of like a little bit of like a you know like COVID project I guess just you know kind of bored nothing to do I'd always 
thought that podcasting was cool and wanted to have a space to do kind of like longer form content. Also, we talked about this like a little bit off the mic, but I started a podcast with one of my college sorority sisters and it was like five episodes deep, didn't get very far. And then we just kind of like parted ways after the semester ended and nothing really ever came of it. And so I had always kind of like had the itch to get back into it because I really enjoyed it. And so I started the podcast and then it just kind of just kept growing and it was a slow roll. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, you know how it's just like growing a following is like its own beast. What so. do you think was the biggest thing that you did that helped grow those channels? I think consistency is huge. Yeah. Just like committing to an episode every week, which is really hard. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. we could talk forever about how like it's so easy to get burned out or like not have things to talk about or even just like, I don't know. It's just, it's such a big commitment, especially like doing it all yourself. And so that's why like a studio is nice. Cause yeah. you know, it's like a committed time. Whereas I could literally go all day and say that I'm going to record the podcast and then just all of us pushing, just keep pushing yeah. it. Yeah. Literally the same way. When you were in high school and you started vlogging, what did your friends or even your family, like, what did they think of all that? I mean, I think my parents were kind of cool with it. They just, I kind of did whatever I wanted <laughs> to be honest. So I was kind of like a free range kid. So in a good way though, like <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't like riding crazy. I never did anything like too rebellious or like too crazy, but I was the middle child. So, okay, so you know. <laughs> I was, I was a little bit of the problem, but yeah, I mean, I just kind of like started it. I, my parents actually got me a camera for Christmas. Oh, so I love yeah, that. I did like little like Canon G7X, like the little, the one little, that everyone is obsessed with now. Has. And I just started vlogging. I edited on my phone. That's crazy. And I just kind of just started. But friends thought that it was weird. Okay. But those are the same friends that are like swiping up on my story. Now we're like, like, oh my gosh, so cool. Like, look at you, you know. So how do you feel like you canceled out that noise or you just didn't let it get to you and continue to kind of do your own thing when other people might have thought it was weird? I don't know. It was hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's always hard, especially in high school when you're already trying to figure out who you are as a person and then you have the noise and the chatter of like, you know, the cafeteria, like, oh, like this girl vlogs, like that's so weird. So I I don't know what part of me just kind of decided to tune it out, but I think I was just so sad on like, this is something that I want to do and it's something I've always wanted to do. And if you want to talk about it, that's fine. And it hurt at the time, but I think looking back, I mean, I, I don't even really remember like how bad it hurt I don't think maybe it didn't hurt that bad, but like I did have people like playing my videos at parties and stuff, which Just is like in a mean way. Like, yeah, a, that's horrible. Or like receiving it's Snapchats, insane. like look like she's a YouTuber now, but it's crazy because now I feel like everyone wants to be doing that stuff now and it's yeah, like so, so normalized. It's so normalized. And now kids say like, I have some friends that are teachers and they say that their students will literally say, oh, I want to be a YouTuber when I grow up. That is crazy. Or I want to be a podcaster when I grow up, which is insane because it used to be, oh, I want to be a doctor, you know? Yeah. But it just shows how far the industry's come and it is a career now. Yeah. Is this your full-time thing now or? I mean, yes and no. Like okay. I do a bunch of different things. I do podcasting, obviously. I do like some freelance work for people. I do work at a restaurant. Like okay. you said earlier, yeah. like how That's you, you hosted a little yeah. bit for a little bit. Honestly, it's the it's the best. I highly so recommend fun. anyone trying to do like a creative project or anything on the side to work in a restaurant job just because it gives you the flexibility and freedom and you're able to make enough money and whatnot yeah. and you can still 
have your day to create and do your passion project. Yeah. And so it's like, I go into work, say like three or four, yeah. but I have all day ahead of that to do literally whatever I want. So it's record, edit, make a, you know, a, a reel for the podcast episode that went up, hop on a call, literally do whatever. And then just, you know, work at the restaurant at night. And it's so fun. Yeah. Like it's just, it's fun to like work with people my age. Cause I did nine to five for a while and I worked with people who were at least 10 or 15 years older than me. And that in and of itself was like, it's no, yeah, it just, <laughs> it's it, not, it, it didn't work well. No, no, I'm the same way. I, lo- I loved being in the restaurant industry. It is really fun. You're just like, you almost feel like you're just going out and getting paid to hang out with friends. No, so. literally. And I'm like, it's not hard. No, like it's fun. And it teaches you good, like communication, oh, people skills, things that you need in life. Yeah. So. And just kind of dealing with the public is its yeah. own, you know, it comes with its own set of lessons. And I've, I've really, really enjoyed it, which is really surprising because I'm not the type of person that anyone ever thought would do well in a restaurant but I'm, I'm doing just fine so is there anything that you feel like you get anxiety about when it comes to social media because I know for me personally I feel like there's times where I get really anxious about posting certain things or I'll overthink something is that something you've ever struggled with oh yeah absolutely I I'm always overthinking it like as like before I hit post I'm like do I need to share this is this something that I think people are going to respond well to and I'm I don't know. I flip flop between being an oversharer and like, but also, but then also being like, okay, like people need me to need me to be vulnerable because it could help someone. And so I do, I I take like these long breaks from social media, which I know I shouldn't do. No, but it's also necessary if it's like keeps you sane, you got to just do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I took like 10 days off of Instagram. Which is like fine. Like, Like, you know what I mean? Like, but it's like, if you take a break, you feel so guilty about it but sometimes you just need to do it yeah we're like disconnected yeah you know like I took yeah like I took 10 days off and then I came back to Instagram and I'm not the type of person that's been like taking a break <laughs> do not disturb like yeah. I'm never gonna do that or you know come back on and be like oh like you know took a break for a while just needed some R&R yeah. like I don't know I feel like that's so cheesy but like I'm never the type of person to do that I'll just kind of like leave and come back and right. just you know let it happen. But I think whenever I come back from a long break, I'm overthinking what I'm posting because I don't know if people actually care about it. So maybe it's like the people don't care what I have to say kind of thing. I don't know. I know. I feel like that's something that a lot of creators, especially if you're a micro influencer, at least I've noticed with some of my friends, that feeling of like, do people even care? Like, why, why do I feel like I have to like try so hard to get people to care? And just like letting go of that idea and also just being able to create from a place of passion and joy and things that you actually are interested in and taking away the pressure of it having to be, you know, something that's going to be so valuable all the time. Just create the things that you love and the people who want to be there will be there. Yeah, absolutely. So you're going to be going to Denver in a few days and you're doing a presentation for a podcast conference I guess you could call yeah, it yeah conference it a, okay Jen I guess are the terms interchangeable yeah. <laughs> yeah okay tell me a little bit about that and just the things that you're going to be talking about I feel like for anyone who's looking to start a podcast I feel like I'm doing the podcast <laughs> ad read for podcasts <laughs> no <laughs> literally but for anyone yeah. who's like looking to start a podcast you obviously have a really successful one that's Thank done you. really well so I think any tips and tricks that you have for people listening and whatever you know you think yeah. would be good advice okay so I'm speaking on vulnerability and storytelling and how your story can help others essentially. And so my, my kind of take on marketing definitely comes from 
just my personal experiences and how I've seen how the things that I say and the things that I post can bring a community in. And so I've always had this idea behind marketing of like, it has to be so raw and authentic that people just like, people can tell when you're bullshitting, Mm -hmm. you know? And so if you come to, and whatever you have, whether it's a service, a product, or even a podcast, like the content and the story behind which, like why you do what you do or the stories that you tell if you're on a podcast, those are the things that are going to keep people coming back. So like if you flip over the back of like a granola bar, more than likely there's going to be a story on the back. And I always laugh because it's like, okay, so, okay, I'm, I try to eat gluten-free and dairy-free. And so I, you know, go for like, you know, the gluten-free dairy-free options and it'll be like a granola bar and it'll flip over and it'll be like, I started this with my grandmother's granola recipe (laughs) and I changed it to be gluten-free. And so it's this whole story of like, you know, how they, came to this granola bar recipe because their grandma, you know, they tweaked their grandma's recipe to make gluten-free or whatever. And I always just love the story. And so when I come onto the mic, telling stories and helping other people tell their stories is something that I'm super, super passionate about. And I think in the podcast realm, a lot of times, you know, the facts and like the science-based stuff is obviously super important, mm-hmm. but I think what helps people connect to your story or your podcast is just like your vulnerability and like your authenticity. And I feel like those are such buzzwords, but, but it really is, you know, the things that you experience and is, is what kind of differentiates you from other people's podcasts. And I love that quote. I forget who says it, but no one is you and that's your power. Mm -hmm. And I I think when you bring to the table, your experiences, good, bad, ugly, and just share those authentically, people it just brings people in. So anyway, that's kind of the premise of my talk. I'm still working on my deck no, I love and like that. working I out the case, really, really but good. I definitely think that when you come onto the mic and you just share whatever's on your heart, that's when I have really found traction. Mm-hmm. And I really saw growth when I started to just share what I was really going through and people, it just re- resonated more with people, you know? Because, I mean, there's things that I'm like, I feel like it's weird to talk about this or I'm kind of like nervous to talk about this. But at the the end of the day, everyone is going through something and there's going to be someone out there who relates to that that like also feels that same shame or guilt around that subject. And so if you can be the person who can bring light to it or talk about it and make them feel less alone, that's like where I think you could start to build a community. And I know you're big on building your community and everything, too. So I feel like just being vulnerable, it's so hard to do, but it is the way to break through. Oh, absolutely. And then like I'll get DMs from people that are literally like, you know, I just had a family member pass away and I listened to your podcast and it's the only thing that's helping me. And I'm like, what? Like the (laughs) things that I say, like that's insane. And so, yeah, I mean, just like helping people kind of have a place to land or to go when they, you know, just are going through something or just like almost want someone to talk to. Mm -hmm. Humans are connective beings that we just strive to like find common ground with people and someone you'll always have something in common with someone. You just have to like dig a little bit deeper, you know? Yeah. I've, have you ever had this happen where you're like scrolling through TikTok and you see someone's video and it's a very specific experience that they went through, whether it's like one of those like meme TikToks and it has like the text overlay and I'll like read it. And I'll be like, I thought I was the only person who's no, experienced literally. this. And I'm like, I've really never had a unique experience in my life. Everyone, <laughs> someone else has dealt with the same thing or gone through something similar. Yeah, exactly. Or even like whenever I record a podcast and I'm sure that you found the same too, like I always find way more common ground with the mm-hmm. guests that I interviewed than I thought, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm always like, okay, I went through that. I went through yeah. that, you know, even when we were talking this morning and I was like telling you about how I just felt like I was in a funk where I didn't want to record because I just felt like 
who cares? You know what I mean? That whole thing of how to be consistent when you like just everything. I mean, it's hard to like say like everything we were talking about, but everything that we were talking about when it comes to just staying consistent and being able to record every week, even when you feel like you don't want to and all of that, like that was something that I would look at other people and be like, there's no way they're dealing with it. Like they're, they're doing great. But then you're like, no, I felt that way too. And even just that conversation was like, oh, like you're not alone in that. And that motivated me even more because I'm like, everyone else feels the same way. Everyone else has those thoughts at some point and it's okay to feel that way, but you got to just keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Or like imposter syndrome too. Yes. I feel like everyone goes through it, but you don't think anyone else is going through it. Literally. Yeah. And I mean, the most accomplished people, like they'll be, oh, I don't feel like qualified to do this. Or, you know, I mean, I don't feel qualified to like speak at a conference. Am I, am I qualified? But see, I would yeah, look at like, you and be like, oh my God, uh, that makes so much sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't think twice well, about you. it. But then when you're <laughs> in it yourself, you're like, the imposter syndrome creeps in. It does. And I don't know, maybe it's just a lack of confidence or I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like, how do you deal with that? I, don't, I know. I don't and then it's also like, at what point do we, does it go, does it go away ever? We, at like, what accomplishment are we like? Okay, I, I'm like, in this. I do deserve this. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm like, how many accomplishments do we have to do before we finally, like, see ourselves as that person? Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's know. a journey. <laughs> that is a journey. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Big time. Okay, so your podcast is called 8020. Yeah. Mine is Order and Chaos. Both of ours kind of relate to finding balance in life. I kind of want to go over why you came up with 8020 and what that means to you and just what balance in life means. Okay, I love this question. <laughs> so I came up with the name after my younger sister told me that all the other names that I had come up with were really, really bad. <laughs> and how she, much younger, how old is she? She's three years younger. Okay. So at the time she would have been, I would have been 20, she would have been... She's giving you the harsh truth. Oh, and she always does. She, <laughs> there's there's no sugar coating it. But she basically was like, I don't know what the name was, but I was so set on it. I think I like had already made the cover on, on Canva. like, And she was like, Lily this is bad. She's like, don't, don't name it this. You're, you can do better essentially. <laughs> I was like, okay, great. So I thought back to a conversation that I'd had with a cycling instructor one time and it was such a random conversation. I don't know why I remembered this, but we're talking about, I just graduated from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition mm-hmm. and I got my health coaching certification. And she also had gone through that program and we're talking about just fitness and wellness and all this stuff. And she said, well, you know, it really is 80-20 and just how that ratio can be applied to fitness and food or it could be applied to balance. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of had this little conversation about it, you know, it being 80-20, it was maybe a two minute conversation, but I'd, I'd always kind of like that. And so at the time I wanted the podcast to really be focused on kind of like the science and, you know, fitness, um, very just like, you know, science and yeah. factual. And I was like, okay, 80, 20, that sounds good. And then of course I thought about the merch. I was like, the merch could be really cute, which I haven't done 80, 20 <laughs> merch. It's been three years. Haven't done merch. Maybe we'll get to that eventually. But I was like, okay, 80, 20, that's cute. And I ran it by Lexi. She's like, okay, that's better. <laughs> she's <laughs> hard. Okay. She, yeah. She's harsh. So yeah, that That's a little bit better. You should just do that. <laughs> if that's the best you can do, you should do that. <laughs> and so I called it 80, 20 and the name has kind of evolved into a way better name than I ever thought it could be. Like I'm, I have tons of friends that 
will just like randomly text me like oh, I'm feeling in the 20 this weekend and like or they'll send like a snapchat of, oh like, I love that like them partying a lot like oh I'm in the 20 yeah I'm enjoying the 20 um or like I'm so hungover I'm feeling 80 today <laughs> like so it can really mean like whatever you want it to mean but I have definitely taken the route of like it's all about balance mm-hmm. and all about how you know you can be super rigid in your wellness routines but that never I've never found success in that right I've never found success in you know, just, and obviously consistency is key here, but I've never been happier than when I'm truly living a balance. And for a really long time, I was following super, super rigid structure. And I just really had a a hard time mentally with that because I wasn't letting myself be be flexible. Mm -hmm. I wasn't allowing myself to enjoy the little things like a slice of pizza or like a donut or something. And that and I still had the podcast at this time so I don't know if that was like you know faking it till you make it kind of thing but <laughs> maybe I was doing like 99% and 1% with you know the other and that wasn't fun either so when I really started to fall into the 80-20 like you know enjoying my my wellness routine actually going to workouts that I enjoy and then food that I you know liked as well finding a balance there I think that was really helpful so the name kind of can mean like whatever you want it to mean but yeah, that's kind of a, a long story of how I came up with No, that. I love that. I feel like 80-20 is just a good reminder. And I relate so much to when you were saying how at one point you were almost 99-1. And I feel like I had like a moment where I kind of really wanted to stop partying and drinking. And I really took it like to the extreme where I was like not going out, not being social. I stayed in all the time. I really was not like touching alcohol. And I was like, I'm doing all these things that I think are supposed to be healthy, but why am I still like not happy? And then I was like, okay, that's actually not healthy to be that strict on yourself and restrict yourself from all these other things. Did you go from like one extreme to the other? Yeah, it was like bad. Okay. But like, I also needed that time to kind of reset, but then I was able to like finally get to my, a place where I was like, okay, you can live in the 80 most of the time where you're, you know, not going out a ton and not partying and eating healthy and limiting your alcohol and all that stuff. But give yourself the time to have the 20 when you do want to have fun every now and then and not feel like because when I if I did do something I would feel so guilty about it and I was like you got to let go of the shame and the guilt and let yourself have that 20% of fun and eating what you want when you want and you know going out with friends and being social and experiencing those things too because staying in every weekend is not is not it either and so even this past I think two weeks ago I was in Chicago and it was the first time that I had gone to Lollapalooza and I just had the best time ever and I just really let myself just have fun and have no shame or guilt around it and I was like okay I'm fine and then I come back and I get back into routine and you're okay you know like you just have to find that balance and I think it's so important to have that and be able to give yourself like grace when you do want to have you know that 20% of fun yeah absolutely and like like you said going to a music festival there's no way that you could be you know 100% on your a game like you know hitting the gym all the stuff and just having the flexibility to actually enjoy it and then not feeling guilty about it after that's the kicker yeah because you could enjoy it in the moment but then be like you know when as soon as you get back home like you know oh god I'm back on track getting back in my routine and it's like we don't have to like get back or like undo what you did but just like you know get back into like good habits or just always have you know good habits but also have the flexibility to have fun you know for sure yeah what is your you can do more than one but just like the one wellness tip 
or something that you live by that has really changed your life and it can be literally anything just okay. something that you've incorporated okay, into I your life so many i was gonna say oh. if it's more than one <laughs> maybe like top five whatever um, it is okay i love journaling That's okay huge for me i'm such a big like pen and paper person i think that when you write you can access parts of your brain mm-hmm. that you can't access otherwise and or same with speaking too or that's why you know people go to like talk therapy too it's like you just have like literally a dedicated time to just talk about or write about whatever you want brain dump and just kind of get it out of your system and oftentimes when i write that's when i find and I just like learn the most about myself and I surprise myself a lot of times when I'm writing, which is kind of cool. Do you have like a method when it comes to writing? Are you just kind of free writing? Some people do like the three pages or do you have like a structure to it? I kind of just brain dump. So okay. I used to do prompts and stuff. It's, it's easy to find prompts on Pinterest if you want to, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Often it kind of just felt like repetitive to me. It's like, what do you want to happen today? And I'm like, well, <laughs> I need to go to work. I need to go, to, like, you know, I'm just like, yeah. I want all these things to happen. But, or like, how are you feeling today? I think yeah. that that is a good one, though. It's like, how are you feeling? It's like, okay, well, I'm feeling good, but this is on my mind and that's on my mind. So maybe I'm actually feeling this. So it kind of like can roll into something else. So how are you feeling is a good one. But yeah, just kind of free writing has been my biggest thing. Okay. Usually I'm like, okay, this is on my mind this morning or this person's on my mind this morning or, you know, this situation from from yesterday is on my mind this morning and just, you know, getting into the details of that, maybe finding out why something's on your mind or how it's impacting you on like a deeper emotional level. That's pretty big for me. And then I guess other like mini wellness tips, ice rolling, Mm -hmm. huge. I love it. Have you done like ice baths at all? Have you tried those? No, I haven't. Sh- I, I wish if you were here longer, I would I know people who have them out here. I would have taken you, but I want to do one. it's good. Yeah. If there's a place near you, you should try it. It's I, so it's hard at first, but I don't know if there is an ice bath place. See, so that's like, okay, this goes back to when I say when I like sometimes shit on LA, but then there's times where I'm like, okay, I have to also remember how much like guys have everything progressive. And so then I love LA. In those I moments. think it's, it's like ice baths are like trendy though. Yeah. You know, like I'll do a cold shower. That's okay. kind of my, yeah, yeah, yeah. my alternative because I'm, you know, just like a little more accessible. Me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just turn, turn the water all the way cold. Those are hard. Like I, I have an easier time doing an ice bath than I do a cold shower. Really? Yeah. Cause I feel like it like, I'm like around people and I'm like forced to do it. And then okay. a cold shower and by myself, I'm like, I don't want to do this. How long do you do the ice bath for? I try to do three minutes. Okay. And you can usually do three minutes. What's your on- personal record? I want to say it was nine minutes, which is unnecessary. It was like unnecessary. I don't think you need to do it that long. I think like five to six is like a good place to kind of cap at it. Yeah. Did you feel effects after? Yeah. I feel like the whole dopamine thing is so true. The whole rest of the day, I just felt so good. And it it wasn't like a crash type of dopamine. Interesting. And so it just kind of felt like it was like lasting and just energy, mood, all those things. I like truly felt it works. Yeah, that's I'm a believer. So, is there a place around here that you go to? Yeah, there's a lot. There's actually Venice has this thing called the Venice Plunge Club. And Ooh. so they do them once a week or I think it's like maybe every other week. And then people will just kind of do pop ups here and there. And then I think there's like, I don't know the names of it. Maybe pause might be one. But there's those sauna places that will also have yeah, okay. the ice bath. So. Wait, that's so cool. Yeah. I just love how many activities you guys have. I like, know. I feel like everything's yeah, I sometimes take it for granted maybe. Because <laughs> I'm like, we really do have so many different options when it comes to the health and wellness space especially yeah, yeah. there's like the first to have like all the workouts and like yeah I feel like it's do you have a specific ice roller you like to use or is it like I just Amazon whatever I love the the pink skinny confidential I have that one too I love it it's yeah. huge it's huge and so literally you can get like one side of your face like in a couple you know and then just like and it stays cold forever it does literally it's, literally, it's like like indestructible <laughs> it's the best yeah, yeah. I should have brought it with me 
yeah she like I, miss it. I mean she just knows what she's doing when it comes she to does. like that stuff I feel like and her branding is so cute it's adorable yeah. she does such a good job yeah. she's just like an OG I feel like she is which is I, I this is something I want to ask you because you're a couple years younger than me so who were the influencers I know you mentioned the YouTuber but were there key influencers that you guys kind of saw growing up that were like OGs for you because I kind of want to know if they're different than who our OGs would have been the OGs okay so there were like my like middle school mm-hmm. youtuber ogs and then kind of like my college like okay. YouTuber ogs so like college youtubers it was like do you remember like okay there was like the there were a couple different ones so like the dough girls do you remember those no it was like so it was this company that had this startup app and it ended up all going sideways eventually but it was like hannah maloche ellie thuman um, okay emma chamberlain was tucked in there yes somewhere. okay now i know um, and they like all went to bali together it was like this big thing. weren't they like a little like trio and then they like kind of split up yes okay yeah there was like drama <laughs> yeah oh of course <gasps> but so they were big for us and then who else like okay so that was kind of more like high school for me for middle school it was like bethany moda alicia marie oh, my, that's oh, so gosh. Crazy. I, yeah. just like a couple other girls i forget their names though my life is ava I don't know if you know. Knew she her. sounds familiar. I feel like you probably know all these. I probably people. should, especially because I used to work at Fanjoy and <laughs> we have so many YouTubers. <laughs> yeah. And then college, it was more like Gretchen Garrity, Maggie McDonald. Okay. Yeah. Danielle Carolyn, Brooke Michio, like all those girls. Okay. I mean, I, I still love their stuff, but I just feel like I've kind of, I don't know. I've kind of more just like follow my friends now. Yeah. Like I'm more just interested to see what my friends and family are up to. And I kind of don't like. I don't know. I kind of don't follow them. I agree. I feel like I don't love following a bunch of like influencers. I also think too, because I'm like, I'm in this space, but I feel like I'm not like really in this space. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just like the distance or maybe size. I don't know. I, I, sometimes I get FOMO if we're being honest. I'm trying to think if like before I came to LA, if I felt the FOMO, but yeah, no, I think when I was younger, I probably felt it for sure. Like thinking back to like when I lived in Ohio and I was like watching all the LA girls who like were doing their thing. I was like, oh my God, I wish I was like doing that. Yeah, well, even like I was talking to my mom on the drive over, like how easy it is to like pop into an event. Or, yeah. Like, you know, just talk to, I feel like so many brands are based out That here. is very true. It's just kind of nice to be really in it, you know? Yeah. And I know that we talked about earlier on my episode how it's almost like everyone is like doing the same thing or I don't know, but I feel it, like it's, yeah. it's kind of cool because everyone's like in the industry together. I don't know. It's nice because you have, it almost feels like coworkers then in a way, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. If you don't have like a traditional job, like those people become your like coworkers and you right. can collaborate and bounce things off of each other. But I feel like when COVID happened and even just like TikTok becoming as popular as it did, I feel like it made it easier for creators to live wherever and still have the same impact and you don't really have to be in LA to kind of like blow up. And I almost think it's nice being in different cities because you're kind of able to be what's the phrase like a big fish in a small pond versus small fish in a big pond so when you moved out here from Chicago do you feel like there was a big shift oh my gosh yeah okay I felt and I feel like it made me feel a little bit more of the imposter syndrome Mm, because I had gone from being in the midwest where you know there's not a ton of creators so you you kind of stand out amongst the crowd and you you know there's kind of a smaller group where you're all in it together And then when you come to LA and it's like everyone is doing it in the industry in some way, whether it's, you know, YouTube or podcasting, TikTok, Instagram, whatever their like creative social media platform is, there's just so many people doing it. So it can be, it can almost feel like a little bit more 
for me at least personally, it made me feel like I was like less than at times because I'm a smaller creator. But then I also felt like it motivated me and inspired me in some ways too. So it's kind of like a give and take. Yeah. Like, but okay. We went off the wellness. Yeah. Oh yeah. We did did do a little tangent. Okay. So your two wellness tips were the ice roller and journaling. Yeah. Is there anything else that's like ice roller journaling? I recently got back into running. So maybe my tip is like finding a workout that you like mm-hmm. and being okay with different seasons of your life. You're going to like different things. Yeah. I used to be really big on, I used to just go to the gym every single day, but I was so bored with it. Almost like burnt out with yeah. it. Yeah. So running's been fun for me and yoga too. Yeah. Love yoga. Yoga is always going to be a big thing. Do you do normal yoga or is it a hot yoga situation? Love hot yoga. Okay. Same. Yeah. I love just being like drenched in sweat. Oh, I just hit the mic. I love, I love just being drenched in sweat and just come out of there feeling like a new new human. no i love love hot yoga i want to get like back into it a little bit more um okay walk me through your morning routine and what your perfect morning looks like maybe this doesn't happen every single time but your ideal morning when you can hit all your steps and stuff what does that look like for you okay when i can hit all my steps i like to wake up um have like a little bit of like chores kind of like like have you read the book make i think it's called make your bed but it's by... I've heard of it. I haven't read it. <laughs> by a retired Navy... I mean, you can kind of, like, guess the premise. It's by okay. a retired Navy SEAL. And his whole, like, thesis, essentially, was when you accomplish something in the morning, like making your bed, you can accomplish big things throughout the day. And um, he did a speech. Um, it's really cool on YouTube. If you don't want to read the book, you can just watch the speech. But I really, really agree with the fact that if you start small and your day just by completing like one little task like you can get like the bigger task done and it just kind of builds on each other so I make my bed and then I empty the dishwasher so okay yeah <laughs> yeah so those are just like two things that I like to do even like I'm staying in a hotel right now and I just feel like weird not doing my like two morning chores because I kind of like them it's just built into my routine and it makes you feel productive you know what I mean so like first thing in the morning you've done a little accomplishment yeah absolutely nice. and then I obviously like, go brush my teeth oh tongue scraping is L- big love tongue love scraping, tongue scraping. <laughs> I'm obsessed with tongue scraping if I don't scrape my tongue it's a bad day and when p- other people don't have tongue scrapers I'm like I think it's you weird you need to get one I, tell, I judge it a little I, bit like I tell all my friends to get the tongue scraper I and a lot too. of them are like, like what are you doing without one I'm like you're you don't know it but your mouth is disgusting oh. <laughs> it's disgusting and then that makes me think like i need to make sure guys that i'm talking to also have a tongue scraper i've tried to turn all my guy friends on a tongue scrapers and they're all like that's disgusting i'm like no you're you're disgusting disgusting. (laughs) for not having one okay yeah literally yeah huge on the tongue scraper so obviously scrape my tongue and then usually i'll go make a cup of coffee drink my ag drink water so i'm like a three beverage gal in the morning okay i'm Um, the same way i love having multiple i need to have every drink i gotta have all yeah i gotta have them all i've got too many things i need to drink so ag1 water coffee AG1 sets the greens, right? Yes. The green powders. Yeah. Okay. Green powder. I love it. And it's like kind of like an all-in-one supplement. So it's nice. And then I usually just like take myself out on the balcony and I bring all my little drinks with me and I just have like a little quiet time. So I journal, I read. And then after that, I kind of just like settle into my day. So if that's a workout or if that's going for a walk or maybe it's starting work right away, working for myself every day is kind of different like I no t- no two days are alike and so just kind of having like my core things like doing some chores drinking my three beverages and then having my quiet time that's kind of big for me and then after that I kind of just like ease into my day so I love that yeah I like Perfect. to keep it simple yeah I agree when you said the whole thing about just starting with one thing for anyone who's struggling to create a morning routine I always say like just pick one or two tasks that are like easy for you to do and then like build off of those you yeah. don't have to do all these things all at once and have this super complicated 
you know, morning right away. Yeah, I think when you, to get when into you make, it. Yeah, when you make it complicated, you don't want to do it. No. Because there's too many steps, too yeah. many things to do. Yeah. What time did you say you wake up at? Do you kind of just depends. Like seven. Okay. Seven, seven thirty. That's, that's a good like average. Yeah. yeah. That's like a good sweet spot for me. I'm really particular about my sleep. So like I need like I'm on like the longer end, like eight to nine. Okay, I was gonna say what time are you going to sleep even. at? I try to do like nine or nine or ten. And then are you yeah. doing anything before bed? Like do you have any like nighttime rituals then? I'm bad about my night routine. Okay. I will be so honest. I'm so <laughs> bad about my night routine. I sit there on my phone. I'm the the worst at scrolling on my phone I'm, at night. Yeah. And I don't know how I can stop it, to be honest. I don't know why <laughs> Mine's I do TikTok. it. TikTok. That's my issue. Well, and it is, it's addictive. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like, sometimes I'll sit there on a school reels just to laugh and you know, it's, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. I don't know how to stop it though. Yeah. I don't know either. It's addictive. And yeah. I have to strategically put my phone away or like if it's out of sight it's out of mind yeah so like if i'm in the car sometimes i'll stick it in a bag and put it in the back or i'll put it in i've the tried that before i'm like i need to put it in the back seat no literally because i'll literally sit there on my phone and be like oh like why am i getting a headache it's like well you're staring your phone and staring at the screen while you're in i the know car. i'm like nervous about my eyesight and i think the damages of that light what that's gonna look like for us in the future when we're you know, like middle-aged or older, <laughs> there are going to be, I'm sure lawsuits and everything about how like, you know, the commercials that are like, have you, you know, <laughs> yeah. damage from whatever you may be entitled to financial. Yeah. Policy. I'm sure it's going to be just like that. It's yeah. going to be so bad. Cause we're always like this, you know, just like, and if it's not, if it's not my phone, it's my laptop, you yeah. know, like it's always some type of screen. It's through the roof. Yeah. My screen time's through the roof. When you read, are you reading like on a book or are you doing like Kindles and stuff? Oh, I'm a book person. Okay. Same. Like hardcover, but yeah. or, you know, like a real, a real true book. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else that you are working on right now or that you're excited about? Okay. So on the horizon, I have, I'm writing a chapter in a book. I connected with an incredible person named Jess Buchanan and she has that a, name sounds so familiar why do I so she has a crazy story I mean I just her her story and I mean true story she would and she was on the skinny confidential okay maybe so that's you how might, I you yeah. might have heard this but um she was kidnapped by Somalian pirates wait and yes I listened to that episode okay. insane absolutely insane so you know like all the details yes, so yes. she actually came crazy. she came on my show and told her she's based in dc so she's like just a like literally a hot for me is that episode and out already of your yeah okay yeah. i'm gonna have to yeah, go back to and listen to it too. yeah um but but yeah so i heard like i got chills just like thinking back about her story that, and that story it's something that you are like oh my gosh like that like like i can't, i don't even have words for no it. like it's the most insane story and so if you guys are listening and you haven't heard her story go listen to the skin convention or i have an episode with her on my podcast. yeah on listen my to podcast. your episode <laughs> yeah listen to my episode guys <laughs> but she also has her own podcast she's stepping away from it a little bit but anyway long story short she owns a publishing company and okay. she's published two books now one was called impossible odds and that was about her kidnapping and rescue the, the rescue mission and the second one was called deserts to mountaintops and it was an anthology about reclaiming your voice and so she wrote the first chapter and then she had 19 other women write chapters. Wait, I love that. Isn't that so cool? Yeah. So she's kind of using her platform as a space to share other women's healing journeys. And she's putting out a second book in January 2024. And I have a chapter in that book. Okay. Are you allowed to say what your chapter is about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the theme of the book is radical self-acceptance. Mm -hmm. So my chapter is, it's kind of like a couple different stories. It's kind of a couple different stories in one, 
but mine is essentially just about like my journey to confidence and self-love and it's called I my chapter it's a working title I am your friend too and it's kind of just about yeah like I said self-acceptance and kind of just like the early 20 somethings like journey of like this is really freaking lonely but also like my friends have turned into my family and how the two kind of like are woven together to create something kind of cool. Oh my God. I love that. Okay. Well now I'm going to have to have you back on the podcast again so we can do a whole episode on like that topic. Absolutely. I would love to. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I seriously have had the best day with you. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I've been together all day. (laughs) But no, it's been so amazing speaking to you. Where can everyone find you? What's your handles? Instagram is Lily Rayco, L-I-L-Y-R-A-K-O-W. You can also follow the podcast Instagram at 8020pod. You can listen to my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. That's kind of me in a nutshell. Oh, lilyrayco.com. That has a couple like eBooks that I have, just more about me, you know, some cute pictures. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, what do you put on a website I nowadays? Know. I don't even know. Okay, amazing. I'll put everything in the show notes. Thank so I'll, I'll link everything. But thank you again so much. And thank you guys for listening. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.